It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, the shocking story of the weekend was not some of the results. Indeed, it was uh, this morning's news that Clinton Larson has resigned as head coach of Bloemfontein Celtic. Let's get straight into it with the coach, uh, or former coach himself, Clinton Larson. It's uh, almost distressing to be chatting to you under these circumstances, but welcome to the show. Thanks, Joanne. Yes, uh, it came as a surprise to everybody. And, uh, yeah, you know, football always has surprises. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is, eh? Clinton, let's just start right off on, on the why. I mean, you're comfortably in the top half of the log. Uh, nobody can argue about your results. Maybe there's a few goals short and a couple of goalless draws too many in recent times. But the real question is, why did you resign? Um, we basically had our normal meeting, um, you know, post-match meetings uh, at the club this morning and uh, were discussing a few things. And uh, one of them was uh, one of the points you just mentioned, uh, and that is, you know, trying to make sure that we, 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 we pick up points at home. And again, Sundowns and Aces, we, we haven't managed to do so. Um, we basically, I think, won four, drawn four and lost three, uh, which isn't the worst record. And, um, uh, yeah, so we basically discussed some of the results and then, um, um, my management, uh, proposed that, uh, I change my technical team and, uh, bring in Duncan Lachis, um, and, and, and take my assistant coach, Sean Nolo Siema, into the development. And something I disagreed with and, uh, I was then given an ultimatum by the club that I will do that or else I can resign and, um, I chose the latter because I felt that uh, myself and my assistant coach have a great working relationship. He's a very astute young coach, learning all the time, and he's not a yes man, which is some, not uh, what I want as a head coach. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a decision that, that, that I still stand by. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, Sam as well brings a, a, a respect as a former leader. I mean, he was a Pirates captain. He was a, a captain of his, his, his national yeah. team as well. But, you know, Celtic are very much still top half of the log. Um, uh, I mean, you look at the, the, the fact that you, you managed nine goals in your first league, uh, first six league games, and then I know things have dried up in recent times, and Musta scoring against Supersport, I think, was the, the one goal in, in the next five. But, I mean, what, what condition do you actually feel you've left Bloemfontein Celtic in? No, I think uh, if anything, uh, if anybody uh, knows a bit about the game, um, I think they would say that the team has been left in a, in a decent uh, uh, position, uh, in a healthy state. They're not bottom three, bottom four, bottom five. You know, anybody coming in now is not under pressure to uh, to save the team in any way. You know, the team is it's a fit team, free of injury playing attacking football um, and the, I think the our Achilles heel this uh, uh, this uh, season has really been we are a team that creates so many chances but uh, we haven't been taking them but it's it's a story most coaches in the in the league will will complain about so um, you know I feel that um, the, the team is in a good state and uh, whoever takes over is gonna uh, is, is gonna have a, a much easier task in 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 this transition moving forward. So, 
Um, I wish everybody everything of the best. And just to let people know, Dwayne, um, um, I did not part on, 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 on bad terms with the club, you know. I shook everybody's hand, walked out um, the way I walked into the club. And, uh, you know, I've always said it, um, I'm never one to burn bridges. Um, I wish everybody everything of the best moving forward, and uh, and I sincerely mean so. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about that because, in, in some senses, those on the outside might uh, see it as a, a bit of a bittersweet relationship that you have with Celtic because it's not the first time that you've parted ways with mm-hmm. him, and, and then you, you did return subsequently. Now you're off again. I wanted to know if this was going to be the end of the road, but I think uh, you've you've mentioned as much that uh, you know the bridges haven't been burnt and that the the possibility uh, of rekindling something might still be uh, a prospect in the future. Yeah, I've always said you never know in football what could happen. You know, I've seen coaches go back to clubs three, four, five times, you know, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. You know, uh, I'll sit down with my family and consider my next move and um, and basically take it from there. And who knows, my next day at another club may be a lengthy one and uh, and a reunion may never happen. So you, you never know what, uh, what will happen in the future. But, uh, you know, I'll think carefully about my next move and, and, and take it from there. Can I just ask one quick question? Your defence uh, this season. You, you, you've got the best defence in the league this season, which I don't think uh, too many people have actually pointed out, despite the 2-0 mm-hmm. loss over the weekend, despite conceding yeah. three in your first league game of the season after uh, a tiring trip to Pulaguani after your opening MTN8 fixture. You take that out of the equation. You guys have got uh, by far the best defence in the in the league this this season. What, what, um, you know, what... what uh, What's the situation from your players' perspective now? How do they feel about you making way? Yeah, and that's something we've been so proud of as a club. You know, um, you know, um, leading up to this game, uh, we had only conceded six. I think Ritz have conceded eight, and uh, you know, clean sheets have, have have been something we've been stressing the importance of keeping. You know, uh, Patrick King has been outstanding of a defensive unit. Bilankulu, Fransman, uh, Litabika, Mohapi and, 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 and Dengani in holding midfield have been absolutely consistent and have performed at a very high level. So it's something we've been very, very proud of. It's something we worked very hard on during pre-season, um, especially after that first game when we went down 3-2 to, uh, to Polokwani. Um, you know, that, that there was a game as well where we had played sundowns on the Sunday and went to Polokwane and play them away on a Wednesday. So, um, a difficult game, went to extra time. First game of the season, you know, you're not match fit. There were a lot of, lot of factors that came into that. Players' legs were heavy, but be, be, uh, be so as it may, um, you know, we, we, we regrouped, worked very hard defensively on the structure of the team. And like, like you just mentioned, uh, currently, even after losing two aces, still only has conceded eight goals in 11 games. So, um, like I've said, I think there's a solid foundation for anybody who's going to now take over. Well, Clinton, thank you very much for uh, making time to chat to us this evening and certainly best of luck with uh, any future endeavours. It's only a pleasure. Thank you, Dwayne. Hey, morning, Lucky. Morning, Mr. Kumalo. Any exciting news in the paper today? Well, I see Ekruleni is busy with an exciting project towards becoming an aerotropolis. 
An arrow, what? An aerotropolis by transforming into an airport city. This means Egoruleni and its partners are creating new business in and around its airport. These include logistics, tourism, aerospace manufacturing, agribusiness, as well as its most important assets, its people. This will create thousands of new jobs, ensuring a viable place in which to invest, live and prosper in. Wow, Mr. Kumalo, I'm already loving this new aerotropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Ekuruleni, home to Africa's first aerotropolis. South Africa is a water-scarce country with highly variable rainfall. Climate change has worsened our weather patterns with many parts of South Africa experiencing drought. We call upon Team South Africa to play its part in saving water. Brought to you by the Department of Water and Sanitation. PSL Radio Show. Mr. FM, South Africa's news and information leader now. Significant weekend for Bidvestwitz. Yes, top of the log and uh, 11 rounds clear. They are three points clear of Mamelodi Sundowns following a rather thrilling come-from-behind win over Golden Arrows this weekend. Got the goalkeeper coach, Andre Arendse, and uh, all-round good guy, legendary goalkeeper for Bafana Bafana as well uh, on the line. Andre, thanks for joining us. Uh, hello. Thanks, Dwayne. You're too kind. But thank you very much for the introduction. Well, you know, I had to leave in the, the all-round good guy part, but uh, it, it, it's true. I can't deny this. Facts are facts, and we are a news and information leader, of course. Um, Andre, on a more serious note, I mean, that finish, how thrilling was that finish to watch and to be there, and, and how did you feel to come out on top in that uh, that game? What a game it was. Um, I, I think on the day, probably from a neutral's perspective, um, if I was at home watching on TV or I was at the stadium as a neutral, not supporting, just watching the game, I would have been highly entertained. But um, I suppose, you know, if you were in one of the two camps, you, your nerves would have been shocked. But what an entertaining game it was. And I think we said to the guys, um, you know, pretty much after the game, if we are to go on and, 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 and really take it across the line come the end of the season, it's going to be because of the fighting spirit we showed in a game like that. Because um, games are not going to get any easier than they than they were against, you know, obviously against Golden Arrows. Um, uh, you know, a team who really were very impressive, I thought, put up a, such a good fight. Um, but, you know, it, it was obviously left to us. Yeah, there were some individual areas that set us back during the game. But that, 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 that fighting spirit we showed in those last uh, sort of few minutes of the game is exactly what we're going to repeat um, you know, week in, week out, if, if, as I say, if we were to cross the line at the end of the season. Pagawain and Maslambi, I mean, uh, she, four goals in three games now for the youngster and immediately been swept up by Owen de Gama for, uh, for under-23 duty as well. Just how good is this kid? Dwayne, I've got to tell you, he's been a breath, breath of fresh air. He really has, you know, he's come from our development uh, structures. Uh, you know, an area of our, of our, of our club will be placed a lot of uh, emphasis, uh, you know, in terms of bringing through quality players. We've got fantastic guys who are leading our development structures. And, of course, we just, you know, we, we filter them through. And, and, and that's where Gavin Hunt's been really, really good this season. Um, you know, I suppose as most clubs would, would do, is it, it would be easy to go into the transfer market and spend big money. And, you know, and, and you're not quite sure what you're going to get. But, you know, we've spent the time with, with players like Pagamani and we know what he's capable of. And it's just fitting that the boys come through and done so well. Um, the biggest challenge for us as a club, and, of course, his technical team, is to keep them grounded. Um, and, and I suppose that's where his senior teammates are going to come in this season as well. But he, he really has been good. You know, he's carried himself well. He's, you know, he's worked hard um, at training and he's, and he's listened. And I think that's, that's really what has come out of his game. And, and I'm just delighted that we, we finally have got, you know, uh, players who can lead the line for us. Yeah. You know, and he's not the only one, you know. 
So, which has been fantastic. And all of a sudden, we're scoring, you know, like 10 goals in three games, which is, which is great for us. Yeah, in a sense, it's strange because usually teams are relying on their, uh, their older players when they're, uh, when they're filled with younger teams. But I must say, Vitz seem to be bucking the trend with some of the players that you've, you've uh, brought through. And when, when your older players are receiving red cards as well, but we won't run through the discipline stats, will we, Andre Aronson? Yes. Let's talk about the statistics here. I mean, 26 points from your opening 11 matches. I mean, at this rate, you're on for 70 points in a season. But, you know, with constant yes. disruptions... Uh, and, and of course, the fact that you're only a third of the way through the league season, how yeah. how uh, how do you keep up that momentum, and how do you see this uh, the side finishing? Well, I mean, we've got to recognise that it it hasn't been a disruptive free season so far, um, and not just for us, for all the clubs. You know, especially if if, if I take Budweiser Victim as an example, now we're on such a good run. You just want to keep playing. Yeah. But the you know the international breaks, of course, have come in. We've got another long one now with under 23s, of course, in action as well. And 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 that does set you back because you just want to keep playing. It's difficult to keep players in a good frame of mind when all they're doing is training every day. Um, and 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 that that you know that's important to note as well. So it really hasn't been a sort of true reflection on on the momentum of the league, but. We're delightful, though, and said that to be in the position that we are um, at the moment. Gavin Hunt always says that two points a game should win you the league at the end of the season, mm. um, pretty much. And we, we, we are, we're not only on track with that, but we're, we, we're ahead of schedule when it comes to, um, you know, collecting points. So that's a good sign. Of course, you're going to get wobblies as you go through the season. That's, you know, that's, that goes without saying, and, and, and the best teams in the world go through that as well. But we just, our main priority as a technical um, sort of staff at the club right now is going to pretty much be to manage players, manage fitness levels, um, you know, manage uh, uh, um, uh, the, the, the way they, you know, they sort of train um, and, 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 and just manage the whole process. And, and, and I think what's also going to be important is trying to manage consistency. So when to use players, when not to use them. And, and that's going to be, be key for us to see. Yeah, certainly towards the tail end of the season. Fair enough. But, uh, Andre Arantzer, if I can ask you to uh, take off your Vitz cap and put your analyst cap on, or your neutral fan cap, as you were talking about yeah. in the opening question as well. Your nearest rivals, Sundowns, they, they, they look very strong now after a rather indifferent start. And, uh, in fact, they're yeah. the only team to, to have actually beaten you this, um, this season um, in the league. When, when you look at Sundowns and a couple of the other traditionally strong teams, Chiefs and Pirates, how do you, how do you rate the chances for some of your opponents? Yeah, well... Take Sandans as, as an example. I mean, you know, they, they're a team that's no stranger to challenging for things. Um, you know, and, and, and that's where Pizza Musumani has done superbly well with his, with, with his boys and also, of course, managing, um, you know, all, all, that whole process for them. Um, they're always going to mount a challenge. Um, you know, that's, that goes without saying. But, but then they're not the only team. I think you've, you've got to look out for, 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 for teams like Pumalanga Black Aces. Maybe we could even, um, I suppose, uh, you know, link them to a Leicester City of England, for example. Mm-hmm. I think that a team like that could be a dark horse in a challenge for, um, you know, for, for league title honors this season. Of course, you can't write up your Orlando Pirates and, uh, Kaiser Chiefs as well. Um, to mention a few, uh, you know, I, I would be disrespectful if I didn't mention other teams, but those are the teams that you're always going to be competing with as well. And, um, you know, like you say, you know, we, we, we barely into, you know, our 11 games in the season and we, we can't start, you know, sort of looking at, at, at who's going to finish top, who's not going to win the league, etc. It's going to be a process where you look, where you go in January again sometime and you go, right, where are we at now? And then we, you know, you, you judge the form of those teams. So, 
I've, I've, I've got to say, as, as good as it feels to be in the position we are right now, it's still anybody's best to the end. Well, indeed. Take it one game at a time is what Gavin Hunt always likes to say. Well, uh, Andre Aronso, thank you for your insights and opinions tonight. And certainly best of luck as you uh, lead up to your final game of the season against Kaiser Chiefs. Should be a thriller in Cape Town. Dwayne, it's always good to chat. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Dwayne DeLocca on SAFM. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, let's talk about uh, a prospective upset. It certainly looked like to be uh, on the cards for Maritzburg United when they were leading Kaiser Chiefs well into added time by a goal to nil at the Harry Gwala Stadium on Saturday evening, but they were denied in the seventh minute of added time and finished 1-1 in uh, Peter Maritzburg. We got the uh, Maritzburg United goal scorer and captain Kurt Link. He's on the line. Kurt, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, good evening. <laughs> uh, uh, 1-0 until the 7th minute at a time I mean obviously a uh, hugely devastating blow uh, just how devastating was it to see Litsulinani's ball hit the back of the net yeah it was definitely devastating for the team I mean we've, we've held on for so long in the match and I think each and every one of us played well I mean we wanted the 3 points more than anything but okay 1 point against Chiefs and I mean the situation that we're in that's not bad at all. We just need to pick up and pick up every point um, at offer at, and when we play at home as well. So while well, we'll take the one point, but surely we were gunning for the three points on the day. Yeah, I mean that's the point. I mean, you, had you held on for the win, you would have leapfrogged Tux obviously to lift yourselves off the bottom of the log. Is, is that the main objective now, or are you actually just focusing on taking it each game as it comes, one game at a time? Yeah, of course we we know the situation that we're in. I mean, we need to pick up in pick up points in every match that we play. Uh, yes, our objective is, of course, to get off the bottom because um, it's, it's really difficult playing with pressure on you and 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 every game that comes, we just want to pick up maximum points. Yes, we thought we were going to pick up maximum points against Chiefs, but one point I think is good enough. But the guys can be happy about the performance, um, about the players and the team. We work together as a unit, so. Was a, was a well-deserved point at the end of the day. Yeah, certainly it, does, uh, it did look to be. Uh, what did that win over Tux um, do for the team psyche, though, leading up to this, this game? Yeah, of course, we needed to get our first win as quick as possible under the belt, so we did that against Tux. And, of course, uh, we're just building on, on that momentum as well. Um, so, out of the past two games, we picked up four points, which isn't bad. So, every game that we play, we want to, to pick up maximum points. If not, we... Uh, draw would also be good enough as well. Yeah, uh, but then again, I suppose it all started with that uh, that win over Jomo Cosmos, where you broke the duck, uh, albeit in the Telcom knockout, not necessarily in the league. Yeah, that was a confidence booster for the guys, of course, just to just to get that first win of the season under the belt, even though it was a cup competition, and then just to take that confidence into the into the next game as well. So, yeah, um, things are coming together for the team. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we will get out of the situation as quick as possible. It's not not that we've been playing bad football. It's just we've been unlucky in few of the games that we've lost. So I'm sure we'll turn the corner around as as, as soon as we can. So, so you're basically saying you're confident that this team is heading in the right direction now. What, why? Why no, do you think it's changed? Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, uh, we brought in the coach as well. So. That is also good for the players. I mean, Clive Walker is very positive, very positive coach. Coach with, with great history behind him as well. So um, we're looking to learn from him each and every day. So, yeah, we'll just take it one game at a time and then try and collect the maximum points where we can. But it's definitely, I think, we've turned the corner. And, yeah, we're just looking forward to our next match again. Kurt, this isn't the first time you've, you've uh, suffered heartbreak at the 
at the hands of Kaiser Chiefs this season. I mean, if you go back to the very first game of the season, you 2 0 up against Chiefs in the, the MTN 8 quarter final. You actually scored a, a handful of minutes into that game. You eventually lose 5 3 after extra time. I mean, what do you think that did in terms of setting the tone for Maritzburg this season? Yeah, of course, that was our first game in the MTN 8. I mean, it's the first time the team qualified for the MTN 8 in the history of the club. So, yes, our first game was a bit heartbreaking. But, I mean, it's all kind of a bridge now. It's, it's, it's long forgotten. Yes, we've um, conceded five goals in that game after extra time. But, I mean, we gave Chiefs a run for their money like we always do. So, like I said, we're just focusing on the league now and trying to go and, try, and trying to get forward in, in, in lifting our position in the log. Kurt, you mentioned Clyde Barker, what he's brought to the club, but can you describe what his energy is like? Is he? Uh, this is a, a man who's approaching his 72nd birthday. Yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> yes, people may look at Clive as as, as old and, 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 and things like that, but he's, he, he's bringing his experience to the team. He's very, um, he loves the game. He loves the game of football. He, he wants us to do well, so of course... He always brings positivity to the to the to the guys, and even though we didn't play well um, at the beginning of the season, in his eyes, he's he's just motivating the guys and bringing some much needed confidence where where we need it. And you could see that in the performance against Chiefs. Yeah, it's crazy to think that. I mean, he's he's older than any of your squad members. I mean, he's been coaching for longer than any of your squad members have actually been alive. But uh, yeah. on a, on a separate note, do you see these these international breaks now as disruptions, or, or perhaps an opportunity to work with Clive to to better understand his philosophies and his his tactics? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I won't think of it uh, for us being at the bottom of the log as an interruption. I mean, especially for us having a new coach in Clive as well. So definitely uh, important for for us to understand his philosophy and what his thinking is. So this month that we that we're going to go without playing matches, this is the time for us to 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 fully understand what the coach wants from us. Well, Kurt Lenkis, it's been a good scoring run in, in in certain respects. You guys aren't playing badly at all, but certainly I certainly hope the results continue. And best of luck as you approach your your final match of the year. Come uh, when is it? Uh, it's the twentieth of December. Yeah. You play Platinum Stars, eh? yeah. Well, yep. Best of, of December. Best of luck preparing for it, and indeed against uh, Platinum Stars on the day. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Well, leading up to the top of the hour, let's uh, talk Orlando Pirates now. They were held to a one-all draw by Etel de Sahel in the first leg of the CAF Confederation Cup final at uh, Orlando Stadium on Saturday night. We've got Orlando Pirates goalkeeper coach Rowan Fernandez on the line. Uh, Rowan, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Thanks for having me again. Rowan, just a quick question. Uh, what was the mood like in the uh, in the uh, change room after that result, having conceded just minutes <laughs> from the 90? Yeah, it was, you know, half-time was fantastic. Everyone was upbeat and looking forward to the second half and getting more goals in the bag. But after the game, it was like a very, very somber feeling. It was, I wouldn't say as if we've lost the game, but we all know how, how important it is to concede that away goal. And we're hoping that it won't come back to haunt us come to return leg on Sunday, but... Yeah, we, we held on so nicely. Uh, 88 minutes going, we did a lot. We knew that danger would be on the set pieces. They are a typical North African team, turn the counter-attack and are deadly on set pieces. So we knew the dangers that were coming into the game. And then to let us slip, one little lack of concentration. But we hope it's not too costly for us. We just hope that we can rectify things this week in training. That come on the weekend back in Tunisia, we can do the business. Uh, how, how much uh, of a reminder does Eric Tinkler put towards the lads just saying, remember guys, that the class of 95 conceded two away goals in 
in Johannesburg, but went to Abidjan and and found a winner there. I mean, is is there any of that going on, or is it about focus on doing what you can now with this generation? Oh yes, of course. Uh, so after the game, obviously everyone was extremely uh, irritated, and to use the the, the, the wrong language, they were pissed off because of the way we continued our goals, and you know what it means. But you know, between Tabocha Maloy and Eric Tinker, they were the first, very quickly the sellers in their voice. There's only one one. The class 95 had, had a 2-2 deficit to Jamaica. So it's not the end of the world. I think for once, actually, we're feeling pretty confident about having a draw going away from home now. So I think, yeah, it was a negative kind of feeling, but, you know, Tabocha and Eric are turning around dramatically since Saturday. And even today, I train the guys are very upbeat and positive and looking forward to getting to Tunisia and you have to <laughs> doing the business and hopefully come back with a trophy in a couple of medals. At least you sound like you're in uh, good cheer. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, the frustrating part was, I know Eric Tinkler said to me, he'd spent three or four days working on set pieces alone because he knows how dangerous they are. Then the most dangerous player from North Africa in set pieces, the, the uh, Tunisian international Jamal goes and scores right at the death. You were caught on the set piece, but from a positive perspective as well. Orlando Pirates is the only team to have scored in every single game this campaign. You must feel confident that you can go there and do it. Uh, is, is, is that what's sort of being uh, translated to the players again today? Yeah, of course. We, we know that this team can travel very well. We did the same thing in Egypt against Alaki. People kind of wrote us off going into that game. And to go and give them a football lesson and win the game in Egypt 4-3 uh, turned a lot of heads. And people have forgotten the fact that Pirates are a good team in Africa. And I think, yeah, if anyone won, we're going to score a goal on Sunday. I wouldn't say guaranteed, but mm-hmm. we're going to have a very good chance of getting a couple of goals. And we get one goal, we're back in the match. So yeah, pressure back on them. We've got a good strike force with Majora, with Kermit up front, with Gabuza running, running his arse off the whole game. So yeah, we're definitely going to be creating chances. We won't get too many chances. We know that against the team. They're very defensive, very organized. We won't get too many chances, but the, the, the ones we do get, like the one in the first half that uh, Matlabo knocked over the crossbar, he should have buried that one before Gabuza got his goal. So we're going to get two or three good chances. And we've got to pray that on the day the guys have done their work and are composed enough to get the finish and get the job done. Yeah, that's the point. You say if you, if you stick to your record of scoring in every game, you will put the pressure straight back on them. And uh, Gabuza, very briefly, Gabuza, that goal, left-footed rocket. <laughs> in, in 30 seconds, tell me what that was like. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, it's his weaker foot, and it's from an acute angle. And you're thinking, no, come on, surely not. And he let you rip in the feet. Absolutely, it's like a traceable in the top corner. So we were all stunned on the bench. We couldn't believe it. And, uh, yeah, the reaction by Gabuza himself, everything, at the way he ran, almost tackled everyone on the bench and ran after. Very emotional, but an extremely well-taken goal. So we're very proud of him, and he's put a lot of hard work in training. But he's not the only one. I think uh, we've got to give credit to the whole squad. Uh, even the guys that aren't registered for cash, everyone's putting in the hard yards and they all committing themselves to this particular cause and, it, and it, it's showing benefit, which is good. Well, Rowan Fernandez, thank you very much for your time this evening. We look forward to seeing you winning in Tunisia because it'll be the team of the best away goals record against the team of the best home defensive record. Best of luck in Tunisia. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to doing the country proud on the weekend. PSL Radio Show. Well, that's all we've got time for uh, tonight. Naleda Mulo is back, and she's up after the news with a talk shop. You can catch more sport tomorrow morning with uh, Janet Whitten on AM Live, and then join uh, Brad Brown, 6.37 tomorrow night, for uh, even more coverage on SFM Sports Wrap. I'll be back on Thursday, but from the PSL radio show, Segunjalo team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.